marketing stuff-ups, marketing legends in real estate. We're going to talk about it with our expert, Nat Pat. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you something, Marketing 101. Mr. Mark Novak. Ooh, ah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm sweaty after doing that. <laughs> good. Um, guess what? What? Chewing gum's back. Chewing gum? It's back in fashion. Oh, have you decided? Today. Yep. 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 Not Bring back the gum. <laughs> no, I, I don't know about you, but in your generation, did you guys do a lot of chewy? Not really, like Hubba Bubba maybe, like the ones that came in the rolls, but not, yeah. not chewing gum. Yeah, no. so we, did a lot, we did a lot and uh, then it sort of went out. But, uh, yeah, today we're bringing it back forever. I love it. I feel, yeah. I feel like I need some now. I can pretend. Look, I'm going to blow, blow a bubble. All right. So oh. you're an expert in marketing. Oh, I don't know if experts, experts reaching a bit, but I, I'm – have a bit of knowledge in marketing, I would say. A bit of knowledge and a lot of passion uh, yeah, and a degree. And a degree. That does help. <laughs> and um, you wanted to talk about some, there's been some stuff in the media with the footy lately, with a yeah. uh, bit of mishaps, good or bad. You wanted well, to talk just... about um, real estate agents. Talk to us. Tell us. I just, I think there's so much to learn from marketing. Like marketing's everywhere, everywhere you look, on buses, on your phone, on the podcast you're listening to, on the way to work, on the radio. You literally cannot escape it. And there's so much you can learn from good and bad marketing examples. Do you know what? Um, marketing is dreaming. Marketing is ideas. Marketing is progress. Marketing is business. But I think a lot of marketing... It, it's the ex and, and look, I'm not the expert. You are, and you can probably word this better. But I think a lot of these ideas, passions, uh, emerging emerging markets. I think a lot of it all comes down to the execution, and yeah. uh, and, and then we we call that word marketing. You know, if it's executed well, timely manner, tastefully done, those sort of things. These great ideas really become magic. Yeah, it's. I think you're right in execution. You can have the most amazing marketing idea, but it's all down to the execution. If you have this grand idea to put, like for, if we wanted to put a huge Novak sign in DY, but we didn't have the budget to do that, that wouldn't. That would be the execution would be lacking. So it's it's really up to the costs, what you can do, and whether you do it well in both creative and like just the process of putting it all together. So if, the reason I wanted to talk about this today is the news has been flooded with the Manly Sea Eagles pride jersey, and I'm sure everyone watching has heard about it. And I've got a photo. Oh, Can you explain you have, it? You had to explain it to me. I, wanted yes. to I thought you said you had the pride jersey. No, I was like, did you know I, how to buy it? <laughs> no, no. I had not heard about it. What happened? Yeah, there so this go. is the jersey in question. So what happened is that Looks the Manly Seagulls, it's a nice jersey. It's, it's yeah. subtle. 
But um, yep. they announced, I think, on Monday or Tuesday that they were using this in the game against the Roosters on Thursday. And then they announced the day, the day after that seven players would not be playing due to a boycott. They didn't support um, homosexuality pretty much, and they pulled out of the game. And if you, th- I was listening to a podcast about it this morning, and it's a really good example of um, marketing and market research because they announced this on Monday, and it didn't really give the players enough time to sort of consider if they wanted to wear this and represent the club. It's a whole thing about, I think this comes down to authenticity as well because it was so rushed. It's coming off as bad from the Manly Seagulls and the NRL because it's saying that they're sort of reaching, they're pretending to be um, really supportive of Pride, but it's a bit of a marketing attempt and it sort of shows that all the jerseys that they were selling with this have sold out. So it's it, there's they're no sold right out. They're sold out. So it's. I feel like this one's a very interesting case. It does come. There's a lot of ethics involved, so I won't get into that. But I think it's a really interesting one to look at marketing and the behind the scenes of how they rolled out this jersey and the like PR aspect of what happened due to the players not being informed. So lesson learned for marketing from it, what you're seeing from the sidelines. What's the lesson here? I think the lesson is the Manly Seagulls didn't really understand their brand well enough. And I think it's really the authenticity of the brand isn't coming true here, like coming through because it's just if seven of the players didn't want to wear the jersey, it's sort of showing that it was sort of thrown upon them. There wasn't enough research done and it's not really showing that that whole message was meant to be of pride and support and the opposite has happened. So I think that's one thing to learn from that. Bit more research into the brand and the ramifications of what could happen when executing this. As you said, the execution wasn't there, but the idea was there. Well, it's sort of like seven of the players, you know, when when people are sometimes rushed into doing what they don't want to do, what they think they don't want to do, they sort of reach for the gun. Yeah. Uh, and everyone very quickly reached for the gun and, um, yeah, you know, uh, I guess a bit, a bit more consultation and, you know, even to things like uh, who, know, who knows, but the, you know what, we don't even know that execution of how it actually played out internally, but you can only assume, hey. Yeah. Well, like, I'm just looking at the comments coming through and Luke's left a really good one, which is a whole question about bad marketing examples, which I love. And it's, I'll just pop, get it up. He said, is it really that bad? Because it did bring publicity to the topic. Which it's, well, it certainly brought awareness, it brought awareness out, um, awareness of, um, of the uh, of, um, gay uh, colours, blacks, being in the community. It brought out the sentiment of the players. Um, it sold a lot. It sold a lot as it sold out. So you dare to say that, um, yeah, that there's a lot of there's probably more support for it than, uh, than not. But yeah, it's interesting. It's it's yeah. certainly interesting. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's and you know what? It's it's taboo. Um, it's, yeah, you sort of it's a bit of a dangerous topic to uh, you know to talk about. Mm. And that's but uh, that's just why I love. There's always so many different like perspectives about marketing and famous marketing cases. So this sort of reminded me of this other one, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we need any more awareness? <laughs> but um, there's this, there's this famous um, marketing case that happened a few years ago by Burger King in the US. So Burger King bought the prime advertising position in the Super Bowl, which is like the ads there are famous, famous. Like there's YouTube compilations. I used to watch as kids the ads because they were so creative and amazing. And there was an... Now, yeah, my, do- uh, my daughter's also in marketing. This whole Super Bowl thing when you're doing a degree is a big thing. And if you're not aware of it, guys, Google YouTube, your uh, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl mid, what are they called? Mid, mid, yeah, midway mid show, or mid half show time, Super Bowl, mid show, yeah. right? This is probably in the world the biggest marketing ever done in a concentrated moment. Um, it's big for you guys, eh? Like literally when people say like, oh, like this is the Super Bowl of sport or something. This is the soup, literally the Super Bowl of marketing. Like you can't get yeah. any ad placement than in the Super Bowl. So what? this ad in particular, I'll share the screen because it's quite funny. But um, it was introducing a new burger from Burger King. I think it was like the Whopper or something. And what this guy did in the ad is he went, Hey, Google, tell me what's in the Whopper. And everyone's Google homes in their own home would tell the, like, tell people what was in the actual burger. So it wasn't the ad doing the work. It was a partnership with Google and it was the devices from your home devices telling people what was in the burger. Sounds but scary. The, yeah, it's terrifying. But then the best thing about it was that Burger King, the link went to the Wikipedia page, which anyone can edit. And so when they were saying, oh, what's in the Whopper, random people were going to Wikipedia and changing what was in the burger. So it was telling people, oh, it's got like cockroaches in it. It's got like human feces. It's got like they really, (laughs) obviously that wasn't in the burger, but that's an example of marketing gone wrong. But that made so many headlines. People were recording it. So I think the question is, did they do that on purpose to try and get word of mouth marketing or was it a case of they made the best out of a bad situation? Well, sorry to get back to the manly players, but, you know, it, that, you know when you look at the amount of airtime that, that this has got in the last week, like, you're right. It's, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say, well, they, did they do that on purpose? But boy, did it get some publicity. Yeah, exactly. And that's like publicity sometimes is the thing, but that's what makes headlines, especially in like, especially in a social media age. But it's a double-edged knife. It is, yeah. I think there's a fine balance between going, relying too much on word of mouth. That's sort of like what yeah. happened with the Fire Festival, if anyone's heard about that. I don't know <laughs> why I know so much about it. It keeps coming up on my feed. What happened there? <laughs> So the Fire Festival, it's a YouTube, uh, a Netflix oh, no, documentary. No, the other, the new, the festival, the last weekend. What was that? Slender festival? in the Grass. Yes. Yeah, so and that back, one. Sorry, back to Fire, yeah. Yeah, but it's been coined as the Australian version of that. But Fire relied solely on influencer marketing to get people to come, which was so successful that they went, oh, my God, we have to actually make this amazing now. And they didn't have the resources for that execution so the fire festival was horrible. People were g- being given 
their five-star meals that was just stale bread with a piece of cheese on it. They were stuck on this island that had no tents, no running water, no resources. And that goes back to what you were saying about um, execution again, Mark. They did this amazing influencer marketing campaign, but they didn't have the resources to actually make it amazing as they said it would be. It's 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 sort of it's it's very it's sad as well. Like to see that sort of happen, um, it's tragic. But there's lessons out of it. Now, how do we apply this to real estate? Well, I think one of the best examples for this topic is look at Lords of Property, for example. So that famous Instagram page where people literally just make fun of real estate agents, but then they're getting their name out there. Like I think the one agent that they go on and on about, he's got so many Instagram followers and got a huge following behind him just because people found him amusing on this page that was just making fun of him. And that's probably leading to sales. So um, Lords of Property is interesting because I, I think that there, it's, it's, it's got no face. No one knows who, no one knows yeah. who owns the account. But this person, this, this person has decided just to, just to take the piss out of um, uh, people in, in the marketplace that um, that they think could be amusing and, or entertaining, I should say. And it's definitely yeah. entertaining people. Here, I'll sh I've, I've just uh, Googled it now, so I'll quickly share their homepage. But this is Lords of Property for people who don't know. But I think it's just, it's really fun. And you can, I think you Find can- Find an example of one, over one This one's my favorite one that I've seen in the past couple of days. Oh, let's see if it'll let me open it. Oh, 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 oh. Nope. Oh, I don't think it's gonna let me without going on an account, but pretty much it's a virtual reality fail from um, a real estate agency. They've, you can sort of see it there if I zoom in. Oh, so they did virtual furniture, and it oh, was an absolute—it was an absolute mess. <laughs> oh, but it's just—I think <laughs> Luke Moroni made it on there. We've made it on there before as well. So it's um, yeah, but we I did. Just, yeah, for because we do a few wacky marketing campaigns one time it got on there but um yeah i think that's I think an twice we've been on there twice oh yeah, yeah the um the well we, the we, had mac doing a, we had mac doing a virtual tour we i did the tiktok get on as well i think so i remember seeing the tiktok somewhere of um someone called us in the middle of the night because they saw that our logo we never sleep and we actually picked up the phone Yes, <laughs> three million views. Yes, but um, well, that's another example of marketing. Yeah, and so I, I just I think I could talk about marketing mishaps for days. But in real estate, I think there's plenty of room to stuff things up. As in every industry, there is in, when you're talking about marketing. But I think to avoid that, I think the biggest lesson to learn from these examples we talked about today is just knowing your brand. So being authentic about who you are, not trying to be anyone else or like, not trying to be someone like a cooler real estate agency. If you're not, if you have to say you're cool, then you're not cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then yep. um, just being consistent with your messaging. So we like to always reinforce, we never sleep. 
and just having trust. And I think just making sure that you're being honest with people about what you're offering. I think fun. authenticity is the biggest thing. And having fun along the way. I think, you know, yeah. if you can do that and that's, that's purpose and humor over the top and have some fun, then that's, I think it's good. Yeah. And that adds, yeah. So People marketing mishaps in real estate before. So in summary, what have we learned from today? Oh, we've learned be authentic in your brand. Don't try. It's all about uh, you can have the best ideas, but it's all about execution in the end. Bit of good timing. And, yep. yep. Yeah, and just have fun with your brand because if you have fun, people will trust you more. And trust is the biggest thing that you want from a consumer relationship. That's across all industries. So, love it. That Pat. Mark thank Novak. you very, thank you very, very much. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's been a good one. I can. Oh, I feel like I need a, a like a sleep after talking that much about marketing. <laughs> you, you, you're good on. You're not shy. <laughs> no, I'm, they called me Chatterson in primary school. Natalie Chatterson. <laughs> Where do you get that from? Well, because my sister talks a lot as well. So our teacher had us once in the same class and she'd say, shut up, Chattersons. Where do you get that from? <laughs> from from school. I, I talked a lot in school. <laughs> so for anyone anyone who doesn't know, that's Bumble also works in the office. <laughs> and she is the um, queen. Of conversation, she is the she's the queen of conversation. She can she can find the common denominator in anything and anyone. Just give, just give her the time. Go to the shops with her, and it becomes like a whole day trip because she just bumps into every single person she knows. <laughs> Beautiful no. lady. All the Chattersons. The Chattersons. The Chattersons. I love it. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. And everyone, uh, there's a bit of marketing 101. I love last week's session we did um, on uh, on marketing. I love this week. The stuff you bring is really, really educational. Um, any idea for next next week what you're doing? Oh, no idea. Yeah, probably more marketing. I could honestly talk about this for hours. So we'll have to see. You might have just to just tune in to find out. You know what I reckon we do? I reckon we unveil it, a marketing secret from Nova. Ooh. A marketing like secret technique that we use that we can share with the, with the uh, real estate community and the greater community that will help them. Ooh. But it's very exclusive. They'll have to we'll watch live. <laughs> we'll get our thinking caps on and give you something great next week. And thank you very much, Legend. Thanks, Mark. See you soon. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.